I'm going to invite you to open the scriptures, if you have your Bible with you, or whatever device you're using, to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. We're going to continue on our series this morning entitled Heart Check. Some of you may be thinking, well, I don't need a heart check. I'm well, I'm good, I'm healthy. Okay, we're not just talking about physical health. It does apply to that, but we're talking about mental health, social health, spiritual health, just the whole being. Uh, how, how are we doing in life? So when we're talking about heart, we're talking about the very center of our being from where life is flowing from. In Proverbs chapter 4, at verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Then in verse 23, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of your heart, spring the issues of life. So, Father, I thank you that as we open up the word today, I thank you for the Holy Spirit anointing on my life to communicate your word. I thank you, Lord, that we, your anointing is on each one of our ears, causing our ears to be open, our, our hearts to be receptive and responsive to the word of the Lord this day in Jesus' name, name above all names, amen. So we are to give attention to the word. We are to guard our hearts for out of it flow the issues of life. With all diligence, with all diligence, we are to keep our heart or, or to guard our hearts. That means when you set a guard over your heart, you can filter. You have the ability to filter or to guard what, what enters into your heart, what comes out of your heart. And so it's very important that we do so because there's stuff coming at us all the time and, and much of it should not be entering into our heart, whether it's through our eyes or ears or however it's coming at us, that we need to just filter things and set up a guard and say, no, I'm not gonna think on that. I'm not gonna meditate on that. I'm not gonna stew over this situation. I don't have time for that. I'm gonna be meditating on the word of God. I'm gonna be thinking on those things that are good, those things that are pure, those things that are praiseworthy. Last Sunday, we talked about the importance of the peace of God ruling and reigning over our hearts and our minds. And we saw from the scriptures how we're not, not even supposed to allow ourselves to be agitated, to not even allow our hearts to be, to be agitated, but we are to always have the peace of God should be ruling and reigning over our hearts. In John 14 and 27, where it says, The peace I leave with you, not as the world gives you, but I'm giving you peace. Therefore, don't let your heart be troubled. Then the Amplified says, Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Also mentioned last week that uh, statement said that life flows from within you, not to you. So important that you develop that and, and become aware of that and use that as a heart check when it comes to heart health, that recognizing that life flows from within me, not what is happening around me or happening to me. Many times we, have the, we, we take the posture that I'm, I'm grumpy today or, or I'm whatever because of something someone said or something someone did or didn't do. You know, we have external reasons for allowing ourselves to feel a certain way. But according to Scripture, we are not to allow ourselves to be agitated and disturbed. I should not be allowing you to set my mood, nor should I be setting your mood, except for the next couple of minutes. <laughs> I think you know what I'm saying here. It's up to me whether I'm going to become agitated, irritated, disturbed, 
it's up to me how I'm going to respond to the things that are going on around me. No matter what's done to me, what's said to me, what's said about me, I have a, a, a responsibility to guard my heart with all diligence because out of my innermost being flow all the issues of life. Jesus warned us over and over again in Scripture that in the world that we would have tests and trials and so forth. But he said, uh, in me, you may have peace. You may have peace. So let's develop the, 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 the peace of God, that inner tranquility and, and the poise of the one whose trust is in God. Let's not just be articulating and say, yeah, my trust is in God. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my all in all. And, and while we're saying that, we're thoroughly disturbed. We're agitated at a certain person or people groups or governments or whatever. We just that we allow uh, things to disturb us. So we're not going to do that any longer. We're going to learn to walk free in Jesus' name and no longer be disturbed, no longer be anxious. In Proverbs chapter 12, in verse 25, let's turn there because that's what I want to just address for a few moments this morning. In Proverbs 12, verse 25, it says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. A good word makes it glad. And I say, good word makes your heart happy. Well, there's no better word than the word of the Lord. I mean, that's it's speaking of the word of the Lord, but also when you hear a good word, when you receive a good report, when you hear, you know, those things that bring about great anticipation and, 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 and found anticipation. But it says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. So I want to just address that for a few moments because I think you know from the scriptures that we are to be anxious for nothing, but in everything to give thanksgiving and honor to God, letting our requests be made known to him. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus emphatically said, do not worry. Do not worry. And the words in, he, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, and when Jesus started off and said, do not worry, that is a very strong prohibition to stop something that is already in progress. It's not, it's not saying, okay, now tomorrow I don't want you to worry. Or next week, I don't want you to worry. But he's saying, do not worry. A strong prohibition. Stop something that is already in process. Whatever level of anxiety you brought in here with you this morning, whatever degree of worry you carried in here with you this morning, it's in your heart. You may have masked it very, you, you may have put a nice mask on and had a nice smile and you really enjoyed our time of worship together. But underlying, if you want to be honest, you're saying, I'm, I'm agitated, I'm disturbed, or I'm anxious about, and then you can list off the things that are causing you great anxiety. Scripture tells us not to be anxious. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. So we don't want to be uh, under, we don't want to be experiencing depression. We don't want to be trapped in anxiety, but we want our, our hearts to be free in Jesus' name. Let's read Matthew chapter, first of all, let's go to Philippians 4. In Philippians 4, Begin reading at verse 4. I want you to see it in, in the Word. If you don't have your Bibles with you, it should be up on the screen. Philippians 4, beginning at verse 4, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Now, the next verse is, something, is, is one that's very familiar to, to many Christians. It's be anxious for nothing. But I want to just take a moment and, and, and look at verse 4 again. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So when we're talking about a heart check, talking about a healthy heart, a healthy heart is a, is a rejoicing heart. You thoroughly enjoy rejoicing. Rejoicing kind of spontaneously flows out. You're, 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 you're quick to celebrate and, and to rejoice the goodness of God. And then in verse 5, it says, Let your gentleness be made known to all men. Your gentleness. You know, is, that, is that something that habitually just happens? You're letting your gentleness be made known to all men? All men? There's two things we could camp on here for a while. Number one would be gentleness, and number two would be all people not just certain people. Well, I'm gentle towards people that are like-minded. I'm gentle towards people who believe exactly like I believe. I'm gentle towards people who vote just like I vote. I'm gentle towards people who like the music I like. I'm gentle towards people that are, you know, just really like-minded and think like me and believe like me and walk like me and talk like me. But if you're different, then I'm not so gentle towards you. But we can be gentle. That's a different message, so I'll move on. But notice the next part. It says, let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Or we say, the Lord, Lord is at hand. <laughs> that is telling us that God is present. God is present. And if we are going to develop gentleness toward all people, and if we are going to develop and, and be freed up of anxiety, we need to develop, first of all, get our mind renewed to the spiritual truth, to the reality that the Lord is at hand. He's here. He's with you. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And think about it for a moment. What is anxiety? It's not being fully convinced. It's not trusting that God's going to do what he said he'd do, that he's not present. I'm in this alone, and I'm afraid it's not going to turn out well. I'm afraid my need is not going to be met. All those things that we can, all the descriptions we can put on, to, on anxiety, every one of them would, would basically depict that I don't believe that God is with me. But the scriptures are replete with promises that God is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He's with us. And so we have to settle that in our heart. Part of guarding our heart, having a heart check, is to settle the issue that the God, the creator of the universe, the very God that spoke the cosmos into, into, into existence and the, the very reason the sun comes up in the east and goes down in the west and the stars and all the planets continue to, to be suspended and there's no big collisions taking place out there. The whole reason it's all working is because God spoke it into existence. And God said that he'd be with us. He would never leave us nor forsake us. So develop your confidence in that. And you will find that your anxiety level will begin to dissipate. Develop your confidence that God is with me. Next time you're tempted to worry about something, you find your anxiety level going up. Remind yourself, no, no, God's with me. God is with me. God is with me. Then be anxious for nothing. Because God is with you, God is present. But in everything, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. Our text for this series in Proverbs 4, verse 23, guard your heart, 
Keep your heart with all diligence. Well, you can do it on your own or you can let God do it for you. I want God to guard my heart. I'm going to yield to him and have him set the guard over my heart as I put my trust in him and his peace and his love that surpasses all understanding will guard my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Then in Matthew chapter 6, verse 30, uh, beginning at verse 25, let's take a peek at that, Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 25, says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your car, your food. No, just don't worry about your life. Well, if you're not going to worry about your life, is there anything else to worry about? Well, yeah, I'm worried about your life. Well, you're not supposed to worry about my life either. <laughs> worry about your own things. <laughs> but it says, do not worry about your life. And it goes on about, about what you will eat. Now, when the original hearers of this, they didn't hear this and say, okay, we're going to eat a Chick-fil-A. No, we can't eat a Chick-fil-A. They're closed on Sundays. Uh, where are we going to eat? You know, making up, you know, being all stressed out about where we're going to eat. They literally, it was literally hearing don't worry about what we're going to eat and like what's going to show up today. We're not, not even going to go to the freezer and make a decision. You open the doors and kind of look at the refrigerator. Well, what do we want? Open the freezer. Oh, what do we want? Or decide one of the gazillion restaurants that we're going to. It wasn't even that. Today, many times you find people having a high anxiety level just trying to decide where they're going to eat and what they're going to eat, but not because... They don't have an option as, as there's nothing available. It's either going to be something or nothing. Here it is. In our cultures, what are we going to eat? So we really just need to put this aside and say, you know what? We have nothing to worry about. We have nothing to worry about. We have food, all right? Don't worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father knows. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And the answer is? Yes. yes. Six of you are convinced. Out of 200-some people in here, you're not, you know, only six are convinced that you're more valuable than a sparrow. You're much more valuable than a sparrow. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cupid to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you of you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry. Strong prohibition. Stop it. Stop worrying about whatever it is you're worried about. And don't worry about, if you don't worry about it, who's going to worry about it? No one needs to worry about it. You stop worrying about it. It's going to be okay. You can just give it all up, give it over to God. The sun will set. The sun will rise again tomorrow. It really will. Trust me. Trust me in this. Do not worry saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But 
seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Verse 34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I don't know about you, but just in, a, what is it, nine verses there, verse 25 through 34, there's three, at least three in there, really, really strong prohibitions to stop worrying, don't be anxious, stop being worried about things that you are already worried about. Just put it to rest. Put it to rest. Anxiety. It's an age of anxiety that we're living in today, an anxiety epidemic. I just remember Nathan mentioned that they're going to be addressing some of that at the, at the youth service tonight. But it's uh, the, the director, there's some quotes here that I read over the last several months. There's the director of Child and Adolescent Counseling, a day star out of Nashville, Tennessee. The name is Dr. Sissy Goff claims that the biggest issue facing children today is the increasing anxiety epidemic in our country. And not only is it affecting the children, but the parents as well. Think about our culture today. We have so much at our disposal. We have more medicinal aid than ever. We have more conveniences than ever. We have more security than ever available to us. And people are more anxious than ever. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, anxiety is... Anxiety is the most common mental health disorder in the United States, affecting nearly one-third of both adolescents and adults. And in an article by the National Institute of Mental Health entitled, Why Are More American Teenagers Than Ever Suffering From Anxiety?, the writer of that article, Jeannie Conning, gives two key insights. Number one, claiming here that the privileged, privileged youth privileged youth are among the most emotionally distressed young people in America. Incredibly anxious, incredibly anxious and perfectionistic. And their biggest stressor, privileged youth, their biggest stressor is they never get to the point where they can say, I've done enough and now I can stop. There's a sense, a strong sense of not measuring up. The pressure on our culture today is relentless. The pressure on our young people today is relentless, and it ought not to be. Never, they, people never get, especially young people, they never get to the point where they can say, I've done enough, and now I can stop. It seems like there's no finish line to the 5K race. You think, well, I'm only running a 5K, but there's no finish line. So you keep running, 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 and running. There's no goal line at the end of the field, so you never know if you scored a touchdown or not because it's just a perpetual field. It's, there's no end to it, no end zone. There's no hoops on the basketball court. Imagine that. The court just keeps going and going and just keep running back and forth. And there's no time clock for the game. You never know when it's over. Matter of fact, it's never over. You just keep playing and playing. You know, there's no rhythm. There's no rhythm in life. As much technology as we have today, you'd think there'd be more rhythm. 
We have so many tools and assets available to us. You'd think we'd be the most in rhythm, in sync culture ever, but it's not the case. We're just running and striving and anxious and perfectionistic and just keep going and going and going. There's a creation narrative when you read it in Genesis chapter 1 and beginnings of chapter 2. When you read the creation narrative, it says, And the morning and the evening were the first day. And God created, and he saw that it was good, and the morning and the evening were the second day. Then it says about the third day. And the morning and the evening were the third day. Then on the fourth day, God created, and he saw that it was good, and the morning and the evening created the, which day was that, fourth or fifth? Oh, no one's keeping track. That stresses me when you do that. (laughs) Which day was that, the fourth or the fifth? Fourth. We're the fourth day. The next day God created morning and evening. The scripture, the verse is very clear. It said morning and evening made up the fifth day. And the sixth day God created. And the morning and the evening were the sixth day. And the seventh day God rested. But there's something very uniquely different in Genesis chapter 2 when it talks about the seventh day. It doesn't mention morning and evening. God rested. There was no morning and evening time clock to rest. There's to be a perpetual rest and trust and confidence and peace in God. Yes, you have things to do on Monday, but you're resting in the Lord that you're going to get done what needs to get done. Yes, there's things to do on Tuesday, but you're resting in the Lord that it's going to, everything's going to be okay. Yes, there's something that may be monumental for you on hump day, but you're going to rest in the Lord that you're going to accomplish it. You're not stressing it. You're not stressing it. No, it's not, giving, it's not giving us permission to be stressed and stressed and running and striving and stressed and running and striving. Then, oh yeah, today's a rest day, so today we need to rest, we need to turn it all off. Then come midnight Sunday night, we go at it again and just get all stressed up. No, it's not talking. There's a rhythm, there's a cadence to life. And you can develop a cadence in your life. You can develop rhythm in your life and it will help you. And it is biblical to put your trust and confidence in God and to be anxious for nothing, nothing. Students, be anxious for nothing. But if I don't really, really strive, if I don't really keep going, I'm not going to get into college I want to get into. You're going to get into college. They want you. They want you. They want your parents' money. (laughs) More than they want you, they want your parents' money. (laughs) Or your money, whatever the arrangements are in your household. But, you know, God is with you. It's going to work out for you. It's going to work out for every demographic. We, We trust our confidence is in God. So let me give you a couple quick tips, just some practical tips to to help annihilate the anxiety level in your life. Number one, always remind yourself that you are not the God of the universe. That's not you, that's someone else. I know that may come as a shock to some of you, but again, everything, the, the cosmos, everything's gonna keep going just fine, even after you're dead and gone, trust me. I don't, I don't see how that's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. One day you're gonna die and life is gonna go on, people are gonna be just fine. Some people may be better off, but... It, <laughs> A lot of <laughs> people are going to be just fine. 
So always remind yourself that you are not the God of the universe. Number two, these are just practical things. Practice, develop, giving yourself plenty of time to get to where you need to be. To what Pastor read, that's really practical. It is really practical, but a lot of times the reason people are stressed and anxious and frustrated and uptight and ready to bite your head off is because they didn't allow themselves enough time to get there, and then they, then they were late, and then they got in trouble, and then they got yelled at, and then they yell at you, and then they yell at the next person. So it's just stop it. Just get up earlier. Do what you need to do. Allow yourself plenty of time to get to where you need to be. Now we're going to get really deep here. Are you ready for number three? Get enough sleep. Some people are stressed and anxious about things, and they can't figure out why they're stressed and anxious. You know, sometimes it boils down to you're just not getting enough sleep. You are grumpy. You're not fit to be around because you're not sleeping. And then you can't go to sleep because you're all upset, and you're upset because... You, other people are upset with you because you upset them, and now you can't sleep the next night. Just get yourself in a rhythm. Find out what your body needs. If you need eight hours, get eight hours. If you can function on six, go ahead and function on six. If you can function on four, and you say, well, I need 10, then get 10. There's nothing wrong with that. People's bodies are different. You might need more sleep than others. Some people need a lot more sleep than others because they even come to church and they sleep. That's all right. The word is sharper and quicker than a two-edged sword dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, judging the intents of the heart. <laughs> so get enough sleep. Number four, get up on time to start your day on rush. I think it really just go together. But I wanted an uneven number to end with because you should never end with an even number. So. <laughs> number five, eat well and exercise. You know that. Amen. Say, I know that. Amen. Why are you telling me that? Because <laughs> you're not doing it as well as you could do it. Eat better, exercise more frequently. Do what you need to do. You know what to do. The end results will be very beneficial to you. Number six, Live within your budget. Live within your budget. Don't get yourself all stressed out over finance and it comes down to really that you're just spending way more than you should be spending and it's causing a lot of grief in your, in, in your life. So stop worrying. Stop worrying. Matthew chapter 6, 25 says, do not worry. Stop something that's already in progress. You need to stop it. Learn from Jesus. You can learn from him. He says, come to me, learn from me. Doesn't say Google me. Don't say Pinterest me. Doesn't just like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. All of those have a place, but they're not first place. Amen? They have a place, but they're not first place. Go to Jesus. You're all stressed out. Come to Jesus, all you who are weary, stressed out, anxious, heavy laden, burned out, not sure you're going to make it. Come to Jesus. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Everything has its place. Just make sure you get things in a proper order. There's a, there's a, 
sequence to life. There's a rhythm to life. Discover the rhythm that works for you. God really wants the best for you. And don't let your heart be anxious to the point where it's really causing depression and eventually it's causing physical ailments in your body. Just really come to a place where, listen, I'm going to start practicing putting my trust in God. Perhaps I need more sleep. Perhaps I need to eat better, better choices. Perhaps I need to walk more, I need to exercise, whatever. You, you know what it is. We know these things. We just need to be spurred on to do them. Amen? Amen. Say, I know, and I'm going to do it. Say, I know, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to raise my hallelujah. Amen. Right in the middle of the storm, right in the presence of your enemy, you're going to do the right things, and you're going to be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the peace of God to rule and to reign over our hearts and our minds. And as we purpose to set a guard over our heart, as we see from Proverbs 4, verse 23, guard our heart with all diligence. I pray for the spirit of diligence to rise up big within each and every one of us, Lord God, that no matter what stage of life we're in, we're going we're to do even better. We're going to do a self-evaluation, and if I need more sleep, I'll get more sleep. If I need to exercise more or start exercising, wherever I'm at, we're going to do it in Jesus' name. We're going to come to a place where I'm making a decision right now. Let's say this together. I will not worry. Jesus told me to stop it, so I'm going to stop it. Right now, in Jesus' name, I am not worrying. I'm not anxious. I'm not fretting. In Jesus' name, his peace, his love guards my heart and guards my mind. And I thank him for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed just for a moment. Perhaps you're with us here today and you never made a personal commitment to receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Receiving the peace of knowing that all is well with God, that, that when you make a transition from this life into the afterlife, the transition is going to be into eternal life with God. I want to get my heart right with God this morning. I'm offering to pray for you today. I'm offering to lead you in a prayer. We'll all pray together. We call it a prayer unto salvation. So if that's speaking to your heart, just slip up your hand. Let us know that you'd like to be included in a prayer unto salvation this morning. Is there anyone in here at all this morning? All right, I don't see any hands raised, so I believe you've done that. There's also some people available to pray for you up front here as soon as we dismiss. But one more thing quickly before we dismiss. I wanted to announce it this morning. I'll start announcing it over the next several weeks. But in the week of Thanksgiving, Bobby, who played guitar here this morning, and some others, John Pilkerton, and they're going to come in here and they're going to renovate our lobby out there. We're going to get new, new colors, new flooring. The Connect Center cabinets will come out, and the fireplace is going in, and furniture is going to be sitting in there, make it more, endeavoring to make everything more relational, more connectivity taking place in church. So what I want to encourage you to do is just to keep it in prayer. If you have a desire to sow into it, we invite you to do that. We set money aside. In 2018, we started budgeting for it and started planning for it, and we're going to do all these things in 2019. And so uh, we started beginning of the year with the new road sign and and, and uh, some of the different things we did with the new website, the rebranding and the T-shirts, the new logo, all those things. And, and uh, 
But we, we got hit up this year. Matter of fact, even last year, it seemed like the last three years, we got hit up with some unexpected maintenance types things that we weren't expecting. And this year alone, we have probably $12,000 in our well water system. Uh, we had a sinkhole next to the well that needed to be dug out and repaired and closed over again. And we have to put a water uh, UV lighting system in. You say, well, they don't cost much. Well, for your home, they don't. For a commercial, and it has to be big enough in the event that all 17 toilets in this building flush at the same time. How often does that happen? But we have 17 toilets, and so the system has to be able, to, let's say you all decide to use the toilet on your way out, the system has to be big enough to UV all that water that's coming through the pipes. At the, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but that's where we are. Things we have to do. So anyway, it's, uh, we're not complaining. We've had, you know, we always continue to budget for things and plan for things. But if you have an opportunity, we have an opportunity to sow into it over the next several weeks, we would certainly welcome that and uh, appreciate it. But I think you're really going to like what you're going to see come uh, the week after Thanksgiving. It's going it's to really look beautiful and so we're excited about it. So praise God. We love you. Thank you for being here. Remember the various home groups that are, uh, it's not home groups, grace groups that are taking place this week. We encourage you to, to jump in. You say, well, I haven't done it yet. Well, jump in on it. You can always come in on it. So praise God. So we love you. Have an awesome day. And again, if you need prayer, some people would be happy to meet you up here and to pray with you. So praise God. Did I cover everything I needed to? I know we had a lot of things to cover this morning, but we love you. God bless you. If you have any more questions on the lobby, Nancy, Kim, and Steve Steyer, and many of the ushers have been, uh, and staff people know what's going on, so we walked them through the process. So God bless you. Love you. See you soon.